0: For the goodness and the light and the love that we receive from it, Lord. And we purpose today to receive every good thing. We ask for utterance and anointing. We ask that you help us in every way. That we hear with our hearts and we receive it. And we use it. We we act on it. And we become more than we were before. And everything that you give us today, we purpose to go out of this place. And to act on your word. And to do and be the goodness of God in this land. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's open up our Bibles to Mark 11, 24, 22, somewhere like that. People say, Dave, are you going to teach on faith? I'm going to teach on love (laughs) and faith. Faith works by love, so... Anytime you teach on love, you're teaching on faith because faith works by love. So, actually, everything that we do as uh, children of God um, makes us children of love, which makes us love. Which means is if we do it in the right way, um, we give greater ability everywhere we go. Amen. That's why we're the light of the world. When we come, we shine, and we make things, we make greater ability available the minute we show up, right? Not because of what we know, but because of who we are, amen? Amen. Mark 11, 20, what did I say, 24, 22, there you go, the 22 is what I wanted, they, they were right, they, they, man, you guys up there, right there, huh, that's what I'm talking about, uh-huh, yeah. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. And this is the sentence that will now that will now take over the next four or five verses of this of this chapter, if you will. Amen? Because the what we're to do is look at have faith in God. It says, Have faith in God, and then in in verse twenty-three, it says, And verily I say unto you that whoever has faith in God Shall say unto the mountain, unto this mountain. Now think about this. It doesn't say say unto your mountain. Now you could say unto your mountain. But he said say unto this mountain. You know why? Because love clears the path for more than just itself. Amen? When you move a mountain, you shouldn't just be moving it out of your way into somebody else's. Amen? Think about this. When Jesus was on the water and and the storm came up, it says in the scripture, there were other boats on the water. Now, you reckon when the when the sea calmed, those other boats benefited from the sea getting calm? Why? Because that's what love does. It doesn't just benefit the people it's talking to. It benefits everybody around it. Amen. And so, when faith in God, faith in love comes to pass, then you move a mountain, and that mountain is removed. And it doesn't say just take it from here, like you could get your dump trucks out and you can start moving a mountain, you can fill it up, and you can move it over, and then it becomes a mountain somewhere else. Right. right? And then later on somebody else has to move that mountain. But Jesus says if you have faith in God, you'll say to the mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea. Go someplace where you aren't going to affect anybody else ever again. Amen? Amen. Nobody else is gonna have to move you much love much love glory to god when when we think and when we read the scriptures we should read them in love because they are the words of love and we should see them in a different way than we see them so you know many times we read the scriptures i remember when, when my business was collapsing man when i came home i read the bible like a madman Oh man, I read the Bible, I put in videos. Why? Because I need. I need, I need, I need. And I read it for me in every scripture I read, when he said, when he said, uh, my God will supply, supply all your needs, man, that was, they, it just put Dave right there because Dave needs it. You know, I didn't read it that God will supply your needs. He's going to supply my needs. wasn't interested in reading it for somebody else at that time. I, I had problems. And there's nothing wrong with getting into the Word of God and getting your answers. Amen? Yes, but as you get your answers, get others too. Amen? That's good. Amen? Amen. Seek the He's much bigger than just your bills. Did you know if you got a lot of bills, somebody else has got a lot of mo? Huh? As big as mine could get, as big as my problem could get, somebody had a bigger problem. Right? And love would think of others. And you know how I ended up getting out of that mess with my business? Loving others. Not, not quoting scriptures concerning me. That is not how I got out. How I got out was I began doing things for the kingdom of God. And not to get out because I, was, I got so excited about the things of God that I forgot about me. hallelujah i thank god that i forgot about me and now as i go on you know it says stir yourself up you know how you stir yourself up remember to forget about you remember to forget right you know remembering to forget is a really good thing god remembers to forget your sins every day (laughs) huh yeah remembering to forget is good Remembering to forget what people have done to you, huh? That's an act of love. That's called keeping no record of wrongs, huh? Remembering to forget's a good thing. We need to remember to forget. <laughs> forget about us. That's kind of one of those things where people say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You know? Yes, He does. He gives you good things and He takes away bad things. <laughs> The Scripture is absolutely true. Right? He takes away your sin and He gives you salvation. Glory to God. He is a taker. He'll take all the junk out of your life and then He'll put in stuff. You know, see, Satan is a taker. Satan takes it and he don't give nothing back. Right? He takes it. God is a giver. When He takes something away, He puts something better back. Amen. He puts something perfect back. Right. He never just takes. Why? Because He loves much. Yes, he Amen? Yes. And for us to love much is to look at Scripture in a different way, to look at things in a different way, to look at others in a different way. We're a new creature, right? Old things have passed away. We're not to look backwards at how... how what, what if I looked at... <laughs> I don't tell, I'll go a different direction. If you guys looked at my old ways... You'd say, why is he standing in the pulpit? <laughs> you would. Right? I know people who know me from a long time ago. And you know what they say whenever they say he's preaching now? They say, "Huh, <laughs> Different Dave. But you know what? They're right. Amen. Totally different Dave. Exactly. Totally different Dave. A forgiven Dave. A Dave that has been loved much, therefore he loves much. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a hold of this to where I love much in every area of my life, to where I don't love much on Sunday and then come in a Monday morning love little. What happened on Sunday night? You forgot, <laughs> or you, you didn't remember to forget. How about that? Glory to God. You Guys, with me yet? Yeah. That's good, because I don't know where I'm going. Started a totally different direction, and we're going that way. We're going with it, amen? <laughs> it says, have faith in God. And if you have faith in God, you'll say to the mountain, be thou removed. Why? Because you have faith in His love. You have faith in what He desires to do for you and through you, amen? And you'll speak to a mountain. Why? Because that mountain's not only in your way, it is impeding others, Amen? And so you'll speak to that mountain and uh, you'll not doubt in your heart. Why? Because you have faith in God. What do you have faith? That what He has said is going to come to pass. And He told you to do it. If He told you to do it, it's going to happen. Why? Because He loves you. He saved you. He forgave you. And He made you His child. And He put His Word in you and His love in you. And so now when you speak, you speak out of the same power He spoke when you have faith in God. Now, we speak all the time without power. Why? Because we're not speaking out of our faith in God. Amen? He shall have whatsoever he says. And then the next verse. Remember, we're still at have faith in God. Have faith in God. Therefore, I say unto you, if you have faith in God, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, you'll believe. If you have faith in God, whatsoever things... Why? Because you have faith in God. How many people believe they're saved? Huh? Why? Because God said you were. If you'd confess with your mouth, ma- He said this too. So how many people believe today that if you prayed, believing in God, that you would have those things? Because first of all, if you have faith in God, you're not going to pray outside His will. You know? Because you, you can't have faith in God and pray selfishly. Right? <laughs> because you know God's not selfish. Right? So you can't have faith in God. But if you have faith in God, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have them. What? Because you have faith in God. And then verse twenty five, you still got half faith in God, right? Oh, yeah. And if you have faith in God when you stand praying, you'll forgive. That's right. uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you took that half faith in God a little too far, didn't you, Dave? <laughs> no. How many know? You gotta have faith in God to forgive. Amen? But how many of you also know that forgiveness is an act of the power of God? And when He asks you to do it, He's not asking you to do it just for you. He's asking you to do it for the power that it will create in their life because you chose to forgive them. You know how much more powerful you are because you're forgiven? Huh? Your forgiveness, you being forgiven, is what gives you the ability to love amen why because you received of that love that was the ultimate act of love and the forgiveness of sins gives you the ability to forgive sins and if you choose not to take that ability then your sins are not forgiven right (laughs) people don't like that that's what it says here right (laughs) it says it says if you have faith in god when you stand praying forgive if you have ought against any why because first of all, it is going to affect your prayer. And if it affects your prayer, it affects who you prayed for. Yeah. Right? Right. God loves people. But what if, what if I'm standing praying for somebody's healing and I have aught against Tara? Huh? I have aught against Tara, but I want to be in faith for your healing. And I'm sitting there thinking, can't believe she did that. Lord, help them. I just pray that you heal their body. I don't know why she would do that right yeah. forgive yeah. What, 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 is he, what is he saying forgive on the same way i forgave you i never think about he god does not think about your past he doesn't bring it up to you if your past comes up know the devil's close to you because god ain't bringing it up right he's bringing up your future right he's bringing up who you are now why because he says i've made you with the ability to forgive people who don't know me who don't have faith in me cannot forgive they have not the ability to forgive because forgiveness is a quality and a and a produce of love and without it you without the love you cannot have the forgive amen And He has given us the ability to forgive. And it is of great power. Why? Because not only does it empower Him to work in your life, but it empowers Him to work in the life of those you forgave. Amen? Forgiveness is big. It's big. You know that over and over again after He talks about things like this, the next thing He talks about is forgiveness. The Lord's Prayer. The only thing He backs up and talks about is forgiveness. Why? Because it's that important for us to get a hold of that we're forgiven and we forgive. Being forgiven shouldn't just make you clean. It should make you a forgiver. Amen? When God does something for us, He doesn't just do it so you can say this is what I am. It's so you can say this is who what, what I do. Not, not only are you a child of God, now you act like a child of God. Because why? Because He's given you the power to do so. Amen? The love of God gives us the power to do things that other people cannot do. It gives us the ability to walk in a power, in the greatest power, the power that created the universe, every day and every moment of our life. You know, people just think Jesus healed because He was Jesus. No, He was walking in that power. Right? He forgave those that He healed before He healed them. Right? Well, what did he say to the one, the one man that was, that was in, the, in the mat? He said, your sins are forgiven. That's what he said. Your sins are forgiven. So that's the same thing. If I forgive you, I want you well. Right? Your sins are forgiven. He is a forgiving God. And he's put that forgiveness in us to, to be forgiving people. Right? Yep. We are we are recreated in His image. What's His image? He's a forgiver. Yeah. So every moment of every day, no matter what's going on, we have the ability to forgive. Yeah. Right? We have the ability to walk in love. You, you know, you ever been around those people where you got to walk on eggshells because you don't know if they're going to be mad or crabby? And and not only that, if they were mad one day, there's a really good chance they're going to be mad the next day. So you're walking on wonder how they're doing today you know what you won't ever be that person if you're walking in forgiveness why because you forgive before the act happened it their action can't can't dull your joy right because you weren't happy because of their action to start with you were happy because of his action right we need to remember to forget the past and remember his goodness God has forgiven us. Every day we should wake up and say, God has forgiven me. He's forgiven me. He's forgiven me for everything. And He's put His love inside me. Now I'm going to walk out in this love. Amen? God forgives us. Psalm 78, verse 38. You know what it says about God? It says He's slow to anger. That's why it says you can come boldly before the throne you know why you can come boldly before the throne because he's a merciful God. if you, if you think he's angry you're not going to go boldly before the throne right? No he, he's, he is a loving God and if he if you're coming to him he's not going to smack you down. He's like this. he's ready to fix it right And as we remember these things, and, and we seek Him in this level, we, we'll have the good things of God. And not only will we have them, we'll give them. Amen? He who's forgiven much does what? Loves much. Right? When we forget how much we were forgiven, we love little. That's why we should always remember how much we were forgiven. Amen? Because when you remember how much you were forgiven then that love in you becomes stirred up. That that is the ultimate stir stick. Man, you start remembering the goodness of God and the things and you start stirring up the love of God in you. And man, then you go out. Why? You're stirred up. What do you stir up to do? To love others. Why? That's why you stirred it up in the first place. That's why he said stir it up. Because he wants us to go out in this love. But he who's forgiven little, in other words, if it wasn't that big a deal for you, then it won't be that big a deal when you walk out the door. Amen? Psalm 78 says, But He, being full of compassion... Being full of what? Compassion. Whose whose image are we created in? God's. And if God's full of compassion, what should we be full of? Compassion. There's many things we've been full of. (laughs) Alright? But He said be full of compassion. Compassion is love. Compassion is mercy. Compassion is love in action. Compassion is when love does this, and it steps, and it starts walking towards you. That's compassion. And it's it's walking towards you what? To do something. Amen? That's compassion. It's the driving force of what's getting ready to happen next because of love. Glory to God. Thank You, Lord. It says He's full of compassion. Being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, destroyed them not, many a time turned his anger away, and did not stir up all his wrath. God is a good God. You know what? When our patience is to its very limit, he hasn't even started. You know, then that's how. See, we judge God with our own patience. We say, oh, gosh, God's got to be worn out with me. And God's thinking, I'm not even close to worn out with you. You're worn out with you is why you said that. <laughs> your patience has grown thin with yourself. <laughs> and that's okay. Because <laughs> you need some of God's patience working now, not your own. Amen? <laughs> and then and then in verse 39 it says, For he remembered that they were but flesh. You know how you forgive people? You remember they're just like you? Huh? When you remember that people are just like you, you'll not judge. Right? Because they're just like you. They have the ability to do good. They have the ability to do bad. But they're just like you. And everything they've done, you've been there too. But for the grace of God. Right? There go we. Amen? Because when we remember that they're... And I'm not saying give them an excuse to sin. That's not why he remembered their he remembered their flesh so he could forgive them, not so they could sin. Right? Kids are quiet today. It's all right, because I don't know where I'm going either. We're going somewhere though. We're heading there. He remembered that they were flesh. In in Hebrews eight, verse twelve. It says, I I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. I will remember no more. How does he do that? He keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs done to it. Forgiveness keeps no record of wrongs. Why? Forgiveness was there before you asked for it. Amen? We talked about this last week. Forgiveness isn't waiting; it, it isn't waiting to be brewed up when you get there. It's already there. You're forgiven when you ask for it. It's already there. You don't. You don't have to say, "Oh God, I hope you can forgive me." He, he's saying, I "Don't have to hope I can. I already did." Amen. We don't hope he forgave it. We know he forgave us because forgiveness was in place before the foundation of the earth. Jesus said it there. It's timeless it'll go back further than than time can reach and it'll go ahead further than your sin. Amen. Forgiveness is timeless and your forgiveness just like his is just that timeless. Why? Because you're forgiving with his love, not your own. Your love can't forgive. Your love keeps records of wrongs. You you are in my love's, man, we'll we'll be all happy one day and then somebody that that person will do something bad and say, "You know what?" I remember you now you know I had forgotten for a minute but you're not a good person. I remember when you did this and I remember when you did that and what about this and what about that? have you ever heard like husbands and wives fight what do they fight about what what somebody did in the past? you, you ever heard somebody fight about what you haven't done <laughs> unless it's what you haven't done in the past. Amen? Because you don't know what you haven't done. People fight over records that they're keeping. They're keeping records. If you don't keep records, you won't be unhappy. Why? You can't be disappointed. You can't be disappointed. You can't be disappointed by something you have no record of. Amen? You guys with me? Believing with me? He keeps no records of it. Psalm 86, 5. It says, For thou, Lord, art good. You, Lord, are good. What are you ready to do? Forgive. If God's ready for, to forgive, what should we be ready to do? Forgive. forgive. We're not ready to show somebody we were right. <laughs> Let me go over here. <laughs> right? Is it important for you to be right? Because if it is, you won't be able to forgive. Right? Because you'll be too busy proving you're right. Forgiveness doesn't have to be right. Right? You say, well, I told you so. You didn't forgive. You got your way. Right? Well, I told you so. If you wouldn't have done that, what if God did that to to us every time we messed up? Man, all he'd have time to do is tell us he told he'd be telling everybody I told you so. Right? All the time. We don't need to be I told you so. We need to be ready to forgive. In other words, we need to be ready to fix and patch. We need to remember we need to be ready to be the one that loves much. Right? The minute something bad happens towards you, you need to immediately remember what was done for you. Amen? When somebody hurts you, remember what was done for you. Why? Because that's how you'll get forgiveness out there. That's, 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 how the Lord, that's how the Lord uses you to empower them. Forgiveness is empowering. Why? It takes away all this time you spent being a whiny baby, thinking about the problem. Amen? It's empowering. It takes away them wondering why you're mad at them. It takes Why? Because now you just love them. You just love them, and now you've given them an unfailing power to succeed. Amen? That that's what forgiveness does. I wonder why he wants us to forgive while we're praying. Because he wants everything we pray to be a successful prayer. Plus, if you're if you're if you're angry, you pray angry prayers. Don't you? Yeah. Anybody ever prayed those angry prayers? And you're mad? Lord just help them. I don't know what to do for them. They've been messing up so long. They're going to hell in a handbasket. I don't even know what to do for them. And the Lord's like, I can't even hear that stuff. <laughs> You're ready to forgive plenteous, 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 whatever you say that word, in mercy. We should be plenty in mercy. We should have so much mercy. We're just like God. We're just like God. We're recreated in His. And people say, I can't forgive them. Yes, you can. Why? Because you have faith? No, because you have love. You have ability in you to forgive. I don't care what's happened. If God has the ability to forgive every sin of in all the earth, you have the ability to forgive the one against you. People say, well, you don't know. it doesn't matter if what I know. It doesn't matter what they've done. The blood is still stronger than the sin. Amen? And the forgiveness is still available for everyone. We should be merciful. We should be kind. These are all qualities of love. And when we operate out of those qualities of love, then the people receive out of those qualities, and it's empowering to you and to them. Amen. God doesn't just give you stuff just so you can say you have it. <laughs> you know, I get I get some stuff every now and then for Christmas and it's like yard tools. And a yard tool in my house, sad little tool. Sad little tool cuz it don't get used a lot. Fact is, sometimes in a whole year I look out there and they're still in the box with some of the wrapping paper still on the tape. On there, because I haven't even moved them from when I got them from Christmas. Right? Yeah, that's exactly where they go, Celebration Sunday. A lot of you have these things right now. But guess what? They're brand new. <laughs> they are brand spanking new. <laughs> but guess what? That gift never benefited me if I don't use it. It could have empowered me to weed eat. It could have empowered me to mow. But if I don't use it, I'll never be empowered by its ability. When God puts His love and sheds it abroad in your heart, if you don't use that love, it'll never empower you, and it'll never empower someone else. Amen? Everything that He puts in us is an ability for us to help others. Love, if you ever notice, if you look at the qualities of love, they're towards other people all the time. There's no selfish quality of love. Amen? No selfish quality of love. Let's look at Luke 7. Luke 7, verse 37. I had a friend when I first came back to the Lord lots of years ago. And I didn't know him then. I mean, I knew who he was. In fact, is I knew so well who he was, I knew what he did before he was saved. Because I was there with him. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a little older than me, so you know I just knew who he was. I didn't know him. And I came to church, to this church. I'd been going to another church, and we switched churches, because the Lord said to, <laughs> very specifically, go here. You got something for you to do. Remember what Brother Moore says, go where you're sent, stay where you're stationed. And so I went to this church. And I, and, I, and, I, and I met this, this guy, and, and the first thing he did, he's a big guy, and he gave me a hug. And you could feel the love in that hug. It wasn't just a hug. There was a love there. There was a, I'm glad you're here. I know where you've been, and I love you, because I've been further than you. Amen? He loved much. You know, and, and I asked the Lord later, I said, I said, why, what is so different about this man? I am so drawn to him, to, 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 to be hooked with him. I'm drawn to to the you in him. And God said, He remembers how much he's forgiven. And he stirred up every day about my love in his life. Amen. He wasn't stirred up to go to the next meeting. He was stirred up to tell somebody anywhere that would listen what God had done for him. And he was excited every day that he woke up. He was thinking about what he was not about what he was going to do at work, who he might get to talk to at work. Right? right. Who he how he might love somebody. He's still that way today. He he didn't lose that over the years. Why? Because he keeps stirring up. Why? He remembers how much he's forgiven. He was forgiven much, therefore he loves much. He's at the feet of Jesus every day, putting tears on his feet and wiping them with his hair. Why? Because he loves much. He understands what God did in his life. Every day when we wake up, I know I just went through the whole story in five seconds. But every day when we wake up, we need to recall the forgiveness of God in our life. We need to recall the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. We need to recall the mercy He has that you don't even know. You don't know what He did for you when you weren't looking. He, 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 he kept you from harm. How are you going to know that? He kept you from it. How many times did He save your life? You only know the ones you saw. Stir, do we want to stay stirred up? Remember the goodness of God in your life every day. And it will keep you loving much. Not just loving Him, loving others through Him. He who's forgiven much, loves much. Amen? Look at this scripture here. So verse 37 says, Behold a woman in the city which was a sinner. Now, now I want you to mark this because I looked at a lot a lot of translations, and that word was stays was all the way through. Right? Was a sinner. So we're talking about a was sinner. How many was sinners I got in here? You was a sinner. Right? You, you was a sinner and you is no more. Amen? And, and see, when you wake up in the morning, so the devil tries to tell you, so I, I was a sinner, but I don't look back there anymore. Uh uh-uh, uh no, I'm looking at because I is no more a sinner. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. I'm loved by him and all love through him. Amen. I'm forgiven. Glory to God. Every morning when we wake up. We've got to start thinking about these things. This is what keeps you on fire. If you wake up tomorrow morning and think about what you gotta do on the job, you ain't gonna be on fire for God. Right? You <laughs> know, oh, Back to the grind. I-O, I-O, soft work I go. Give me some coffee just so I can even handle the first light of day. <laughs> huh? I don't drink coffee. I drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> and then, and then I, don't, I don't drink it at the first light of day either. I come out in the light before. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I don't know why I said that. Just because. And behold, a woman which is in that city, in that city which was a sinner, which she, when she knew that Jesus said at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. Glory to God. Who was she coming to? Jesus. She was coming. To, she knew the righteous Judge. She wasn't coming to the Pharisees. It doesn't say she knew the Pharisees. She knew Jesus. She knew Jesus. When we know Jesus, that's who we'll come to. Right? Because that's who forgave our sins. Right? That's who lifted us up. That's that's who made us to be the righteousness of God. That's who's done everything for us. And she knew Jesus was in the house. Amen? Man, when Jesus... That's why people should want to come here. They should say, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house every Sunday, every Friday, every Wednesday night at prayer. Jesus is in the house. But when they come here, that's what they should see that Jesus is in the house. Amen? Amen. Jesus is here. Forgiveness is here. No judging here. No condemnation here. Yeah, sit by me. I know lightning ain't striking. That's what they told me the first time I went back to church. They said, the guy moved over and said, I said, what's going on? He said, I don't want lightning to strike and get me. Like, you know, I wasn't very hadn't been back very long. I could have got offended right there and quit church, huh? I loved that brother. Loved him when he said it. Didn't love him too much right then. (laughs) Wanted to love him with something besides my heart. (sighs) But I love that brother today. Still know him well. Still a good man of God. We don't always say the right thing. You know what? Got to forgive. Guess what? I may not always say the right thing, but if you're walking in forgiveness, you'll hardly even notice. Love hardly even notices when others do it wrong. And you know why it notices? Just long enough to forgive. That's how, that's how long it notices. Let me notice just long enough to forgive you. Hallelujah. An alabaster box, right? And stood at his feet weeping. She wasn't crying because she was a sinner. She was crying because she was forgiven. Amen? Amen. The, the things of God should, should excite us. Amen? You don't, we, we don't have to. She's, she's, she's weeping and she's washing his feet with, his, with, his, with her tears and wiping it with her hair on her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with oil. Why? Because she who's forgiven much loves much. She's loving, first of all, the one that forgave her. What should we do? We should wake up every morning loving God. Amen? We should wake up every morning with our hearts about to explode because of how good He's been to us, how much He's done for us, what He's going to do for us, who who He's made us to be. You know so many people want to claim who they are in Christ say, "I'm the righteousness of God, I'm the healed. You know what you are? You're the peace, you're the love, you're the joy. What you are is you're the qualities of God, not the pro- not, you're not always the production, you're the quality, right? Sometimes it takes your peace and their love and their hope and, and their expectation and, and, and a little bit of natural help to get this person to their end result. To be the righteousness of God in Christ. Right? So as the righteousness of God in Christ, we produce fruit. Right? Is one of those fruits healing? Yeah. But one of those fruits is first love. Right? Joy, peace, gentleness. Huh? Those are the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? And it doesn't say that you have to, I need to produce some love. No. No. You're you are his tree. You that's what you produce. Amen? So when you walk somewhere and, and there's there's a lack of love, you have produced love. They can pick some love off your tree. Right? And and you're not like the tree on that one movie that grabs you and says, give that back. Is that the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Okay, we're not talking the Wizard of Oz, okay? That's so all I'm t- That's enough of that. (laughs) She stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears and wipe with her hair. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, the Pharisees, which had bidden, which had invited him, well, King James, man, he's a talker. (laughs) They spoke within themselves, saying, If this man were a prophet, they would have known. He would have known this woman is a sinner. But because he's a prophet, he knows that she was a sinner. See, they've got prophets messed up. Prophets are prophets of God. And they know what you used to be, but they now know what you are. And what Jesus knew is that she was a sinner. See, judgment knows what you are, what you were, right? They're judging. They're saying she is a sinner. Jesus said she was a sinner, right? When we look at other people, Jesus didn't look at all those people and say, look at all those sinners. Did He? No. No, He looked at them and said, and you know how He looked at them? With compassion. He looked at them with compassion. Why? Because they were sheep without a shepherd, not sinners. He didn't say, look at all those sinners. I can hardly stand to look at them. Why, he could stand to look at him. Fact is, he wanted to look at him longer. In fact, what he did was he said, "I have." Compa-. He had so much compassion. He said, "They're like sheep without a shepherd." And because of my compassion, I'm going to ask you to do something. Compassion always has an action. And so he said, well, "What's the action of this compassion?" He said, "I want you to pray that the Lord of the Harvest send laborers into the path." Why would he tell you that? That's an empowerment. Jesus said it. When we look at the world, we shouldn't say, oh, can't believe it. We should see it just like Jesus saw it. And we should say, wait a second, Jesus gave us an empowerment for a moment just like this. What what are you doing? You're loving much. You're loving much. And what are you going to do? You're going to say, Lord, I can't get to everybody, but but I love them. I'm going to do what you said. Send laborers into the harvest. That these people might be saved, that they might hear the word of God, send laborers into the harvest. If you love somebody, you don't need to be the one that prayed with them. You just need to know they prayed. Amen. (laughs) You get excited when other people tell you people got saved. You don't say, "Why don't I ever get to be a part of that?" You know, years ago, I was uh, I'm well acquainted with a person that was actually um, his grace was giving. Uh, giving large sums of money to different areas to different ministries and that was his grace God blessed him and told him where to give it when to give it how to give it and he came to me and this you know he he was pretty young at this but he'd been he was really good at it he still is good at it to this day and he said you know because we had been uh, we had had a big meeting actually and uh, several kids we were working with the teenagers at the time several kids got saved and he came to me he said you know he said I love giving and I, and I love Financing these meetings and things like this. But he said, why don't I ever get to be a part of the people that get saved? And God took me back to the verse that says, uh, um, what is it about the feet? Beautiful are the feet of those that bring the gospel. And he said, he's been your feet. He's been your feet. He's been the one that, that supplied the money to take that. He said, he's been a part of every one of those that got saved. And beautiful are his feet. Because he was willing to do this. Glory to God. It doesn't matter what part you are, your part. Amen? And you can love in your part. Every, there's, there's nobody that misses out on the goodness of God. Amen? These people judged her and they said if he knew who she was, he would not let her be touching him. You know, <laughs> if you ever see yourself acting that way or even feel that way in your heart, Man, remember, this is what the Pharisees were like. When you see somebody that's so dirty you can't touch them, then you've gone further than the love of God. There's nobody that's too dirty to be touched by the love of God. Amen? There's nobody that we can't come to that can't touch us. Man, when somebody comes up to you and wants to hug you and shake your hand, and you don't say... did you clean up first man you kind of stink what you need to remember is you stunk once huh <laughs> yeah they they're not they're not loving much because they weren't forgiven much they were already righteous with their own, own own righteousness see when we don't recognize the righteousness of god in our life we'll recognize our own amen that's why every day we should wake up recognizing his righteousness in our life his goodness his works amen That's what we should recognize. And they said that he wouldn't do this. And and Jesus answering him, and he didn't say this out loud, did he? He But Jesus still answered him. He said, Simon, I have something to say to you. And Simon, man, master say on. But I imagine he's going to wish you hadn't asked after a while here. (laughs) Jesus, verse 41, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed him 500 pence and the other 50 which one's bigger debt? Exactly. Depends on who you are. Right. You know, I uh, I have owed more at times, but had more to pay, right? Yep. But I've owed more at times and not had anything to pay, and I've owed less at times and not had anything paid. Neither one of these people had anything to pay. So which one do you think had the most pressure on them? Depends. <laughs> you know that 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 is subjective totally. Because you know what, some fifty dollars $50 to some is five hundred, right? So both of these people owed a lot of money basically to them and had nothing to pay it with. Said, and when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? And he answered right. Simon, so actually, he answered with a suppose. <laughs> In other words, well, this is how it should be. This is how it should be. I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, You have judged, you have rightly judged. But who he forgave most will be decided by who loves him most. Why? Because he's forgiven much, loves much. This person that was forgiven 50, maybe, they, maybe they're valuing that forgiveness a little more than the person, you know what? Because it took the same amount of blood to save you that it did everyone else. Right. Yes. Amen? Amen. And it took the same amount to forgive 500 as it did 50. It took that, right? He didn't. He didn't have to say. He didn't have to go to the one that said it had 500. And he said, "I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Forgive you." And then go to the one of 50 and forgive them 50. He forgave them both once, right? Same amount of forgiveness for both of them. One time. One forgiveness. But the one that loves him most would be the one, and, and that's what he's saying. He's saying the one that, that had the 500 should, because he was forgiven more. And as if we'll rightly divide the word of truth and realize how much we were forgiven, no matter how good you thought you were, Amen? See, I don't have to go back to to recognize all the bad things I did to realize who I was. I was that, if I'd have been the best person in the world, I'd have still needed the blood of Jesus. Amen? And I'd have still had to have been forgiven much. So it doesn't matter how well you've lived your life, it doesn't matter if you're a Pharisee and you've sat in the church all your life and never missed a Sunday service. Amen? Amen? If you don't recognize the forgiveness of God in your life, you'll not value it, and you'll not love others. They did not love; they were not loving this lady. They didn't look at her and say, "Look at her! Look what God's done in her life!" And see, that's what we should be doing when people come in and and and, and, they're, and they have this love. We should be, look at what God's done in their life. Look what He's doing, and they should have become a part of it instead of separating themselves from it. But, but their lack of love separated them from being involved in, in a miracle. Well, this, this? He said the same thing to this lady that he said to the people that got healed. He says, your faith has saved you. She got a miracle. In her eyes, she had no way out. She was bound forever. And she got a miracle that day. She got forgiveness of sins. Every one of us have had a miracle in our life. Every person that knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior has had a miracle in your life. And we should be acting just like her every day when we wake up. I've had a miracle. They say, oh, that happened back when you were seven. I don't care when it happened. I'm still stirred up about it. Why? Because I once was lost and now I'm found. I was on my way to hell and now I'm going to heaven. I'm seated together with Jesus in heavenly places because of this forgiveness in my life. God. Amen? And this love should drive us all day long. It should drive your actions. It should drive your words. It should drive us in everything we do. It should drive us when somebody sins against us. It should be the driving force in our reaction to what someone does to us, right? Instead of getting down, we forgive them. And now God's used you to empower their life. Why? Because instead of getting mad at them, spending weeks ruining your own life, right? And theirs, right? Because now they got to walk on eggshells. I wonder if they're still mad at me. How are you doing today? Are we any better yet? You know, I'd like you to forgive me. Well, I'm trying. (laughs) While you're trying, you're not being forgiven. Why? Because if you can't recognize the forgiveness of God in your life, you'll not forgive. When you recognize the forgiveness of God in your life, you'll always forgive. Why? You're never better than them. The very thing they did, you've done. You've done. You say, well, no, it's not the same. It is the same. Sin is, sin is, sin is, sin is, sin is, sin. Amen? It's the same. Somebody judges you and says, I wouldn't judge like that. Don't call me a judge. You just judge them a judge. (laughs) Right? You know what love would do when somebody judges you? Lord, the same thing Stephen did. He got judged wrongly. He said, don't hold this charge to them. Don't count this charge against them. Don't say it to them because you're just doing that to try to get mad. Chad, Chad does something to me. Oh, Lord, don't lay don't, don't that charge against him. <laughs> that's, that's an evil forgiveness right there. Right? And then, then it's over. Why? Because if you've forgiven it, it's gone. Right? Forgiveness is gone. It's over. Now this situation that could have escalated into bitterness, right? Think about this in the church. If we never got mad at somebody, we'd never get bitter. Right? <laughs> Let me go over here. <laughs> somebody frowned at me over there. Right, I'm getting a little upset, so i got to come over here. <laughs> we, if we never got upset, and and bitter, right? We'd never leave for the wrong reason. We'd only leave if God told us to, and we'd always be where we're supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because bitterness stops up your ears. It starts as a root, but it grows right up through the middle of you and comes out your ears. Because I'm convinced every person I've ever seen that's bitter, they can't hear a word you say. You could tell you, I love you so much, here's a million dollars. And say, I don't want your million dollars. But the, that bitterness stops up your ears. <laughs> this is fun, isn't it? <laughs> Whew, Lord God, where were we? <laughs> Frankly, he forgave them both. He judged right. Then he turned to the woman. He said, Seest thou this woman who entered your house? She, you, you gave me no water for my feet. It was custom in that day to give people water. They've been out in the dust, washed their feet. He, You can tell what they thought of Jesus. They didn't need the doctor. They were well. In their eyes, they were well. Right? The doctor's not... You ever notice that? Nobody goes to a doctor until they need to hardly. <laughs> people say, what "Are you already talking about doctors, Dave. Doctors are in the same business we are. They're, they're trying to get people well. They're, yeah. Yeah. Amen? Doctors are a good thing. People here today that wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a doctor. God using a doctor to heal them. Amen? So doctors aren't a bad thing. But they didn't need what Jesus had. She did. She needed what Jesus had that day. And, and they didn't even give him water. She, she, she wiped, uh, cried on his feet and wiped the, hair, wiped the tears with her hair. He said, you didn't kiss me? This woman hasn't stopped kissing my feet. He said, you didn't even kiss me on the cheek with the, with the brotherly kiss? And this woman's kissing my feet. What's he saying? He's saying, let's judge this by action rather than by looks. Right? Right? And that's what God's saying. Let's judge this by actions. And if we act every day like like we're forgiven, amen, if we act every day like Jesus is everything to us, think about that song, I adore you. Why do you adore Him? Why do you adore me? He forgave you. When you were at your lowest point headed to hell, He forgave you and picked you up and dusted you off and said, Mine! Mine! And He stood before the Father and said, This one's mine! Hallelujah! That should stir us up every day. Glory to God. Jesus said, "We're just going to judge by action." She loved me. Why? Because she knew the love I gave her. If we know the love, we'll love back. What's it safe? God loved us, therefore we love Him. Amen. What? Why was she loving Him? Because she'd received the love. When we receive the love of God, think about the guy that went to his to the Lord, and he owed him what was it? Five thousand something like that. He owed him a bunch of money. And, and his Lord said, uh, go get his family, and uh, let's put them to work and get this debt paid off. And a lot of people look at the Lord like, oh, that's mean. No, that's the law. Yeah. It was legal. Yeah. So do we want to live by the law or by grace? Ooh, this is a story of grace. Yeah, it's a story, big story of grace. Amen? Amen? So this man said, give me grace. That's <laughs> what so he said. He said, have patience with me. He said, I'll pay you all, the, all that I owe. Please have patience with me. Man, he was convincing too. This guy had to be an actor. Huh? Well, you've read the rest of the story. Lord, Lord, have patience with me. He had real tears and everything. You know, he didn't have to get the water and spray it on. He had real tears. Lord, forgive me. Have patience with me. And the Lord, being who He was, because He was asked, He was called upon. What was called upon? Patience. What's patience? Quality of love. It doesn't matter what quality of love you call on; it's unfailing. And patience is a quality of love. He called on love, and that, and immediately, what does it say? It said, "His Lord had compassion." You guys are looking at me funny? Go to uh, Matthew 18. Matthew 18. He owed him ten thousand talents. That's what he owed him. He said, and he commanded him to be sold, and his wife and his kids. He wasn't being mean, he was being legal. Right? And you know what? We can pay our debt legally. With <laughs> your life. Anybody going to be able to pay your debt legally? I don't think he was ever going to get his debt paid. He was going to, you know what? I think he knew he wasn't going to get his debt paid. That's why he said, Lord, have patience with me. I'll pay it all. Don't, why? Because he knew once you went into that situation, you, lost, you never got your kids back. Right. What? Because you lost everything. There was a law. There was a way to do things outside of grace. Anybody want to do anything outside of grace? Huh? See, when we remember grace, we remember the forgiveness of God in our life. We remember that we didn't get what we deserved and we got what we didn't deserve. Amen? Glory to God. And He said, Lord, have patience with me. Don't don't put my wife and kids in jail. Don't put or, or in the workhouse. Don't put me in the workhouse. Have patience with me. I'll pay everything I owe. Cried the big crocodile tears. Fell down, fell down and worshiped him. Oh please, please. Please don't do this. I'll pay all. And the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion. Love took a step forward. You know what love does? It forgives. It doesn't just say, okay, I won't send you to the workhouse, pay me back when you can. It just forgives the debt totally. That's what love does. Now, if he hadn't been moved in compassion, he'd have said, okay, I'll give you more time. You know, that's that's not compassion because it really didn't fix the problem, it just prolonged it. Right? A lot of people say, well, I helped him out, I didn't make him pay today. God is never going to make you pay. He accepted one payment for all people. Amen? And so we don't got to pay. Amen? And so he said, uh, he said he had compassion, and he loosed him. What did he do? He loosed him. He made him free. No longer was he bound. He was free. He wasn't a slave anymore. Remember, remember what those without grace are? They're slaves to sin. They're slaves to the law. They're slaves to their debt. Right? Because they have to work. Remember, forgiveness, you can't get it by working. Oh, well, if you'll just forgive me, I'll, I'll, let me, let me go do something. See, forgive me because I did this. You can't forgive somebody because they did something to be forgiven. I mean, that, that's, it's a total oxymoron. You can't ha- make it happen. Right, right. Right? <laughs> forgiveness is a free gift. It's a gift, therefore you can't work for it. It's like it's part of grace. Amen? So if I do something and you say, okay, well, because you did this, I'll forgive you. No, that's called just what he was going to have to do, work. And then that would have been a trade. And then he could have boasted. He could have said, well, you know, I I paid back my debt. I'm a man. I'm a man. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, and I paid my debt. I didn't pay mine. I didn't pay one penny on it. I didn't pay one drop of blood for it. And I thank God every day that I didn't. He paid my debt. Amen? Amen. Amen. Remember that? What is that song? He paid a debt. I, he did not owe. I owe a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sins away. Yes. And now I sing amazing grace. Glory to God. Thank You, Lord. <laughs> Well, we're not getting to this story right now, sorry. So, the Lord forgave him. He loosed him and forgave him the debt. In other words, pardoned him. In other words, if you look on that man's debt, on that man's books, his name's no longer on there. He loosed him. Complete pardon. When Jesus forgives you, those sins will never be remembered again. Right? They'll never be recognized with your name again. Thank you, Lord. And so he loosed him. And uh, so the, uh, what verse was I in? I'm going to find it. It's right here. (laughs) Right there. Okay. But the same servant, verse 28, went out and found one of his fellow servants. You you know right now, he left the presence of love, the presence of forgiveness, and he went out selfishly. Amen? Amen? That's like leaving church and going out and condemning people because you went to church. See all these people driving around in their, in their street clothes and tennis shoes. They didn't go to church today. I was on the front row. Just call me Front Row Dave. Front and center, that'd be me. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. He, left the, he left the presence of love and forgiveness and went out and unforgave. Yeah. Hmm. So many times we don't think we do that, but when we don't act on what's been given to us, we're doing that without, without knowing. Because there's an action to love and there's a reaction to love. Amen? The love acted towards you should cause a reaction towards others. Amen? And it shouldn't cause this reaction. Every time we see somebody that needs forgiveness, we should be reminded that we have it. And we can lead them to it. Amen? But you have to forgive them first, right? To fix people, you've got to forgive them first. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Samaritan. Good Samaritan, right? Who did he save? A Jew. I'm a Samaritan. and I, He had to forgive him before he could even walk over there. He did. Why? He was moved in compassion. Compassion and love forgive. It says he was moved with compassion and fixed him. Amen? But well, how did he do that? Because he hated these people. Samaritans and Jews hated each other. They didn't just not like them. This wasn't family feud. Right? This is I don't want to drink from the same well you drink from. This is that strong. And this man without reservation, why? Because he was moved with what? Compassion. When love kicks in, everything else kicks out. Huh? Everything else kicks out. You don't have any reason not to help anymore. Why? Because they're forgiven. They're just like you. What are you? Forgiven. It puts everybody on an equal playing field. Why? Because you're just like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. And when he forgave him, he was able to help him. Had he not forgiven him, he'd have walked by him like everybody else. Amen? But he forgave him. He said uh, he went out to his fellow servant that owed him, what, a hundred? Hundred pence. He was forgiven, what, ten thousand? Hmm, he didn't love much, did he? So he went out and found this guy that owed him 100 bucks and said, where's my money? I, need, I want my money. He was just forgiven a huge debt. He didn't even need the money. Right? He was forgiven $10,000. 10,000 pence, whatever that is. Something, something in dollars, I'm sure. But instead, he goes out selfishly. What? I, he didn't receive the love of God. He didn't receive what was actually given in that thing. He only got rid of a debt. He didn't receive what he was truly given. He only got rid of a debt. When you're you're forgiven, receive what you were given. Don't just get rid of sin. Receive forgiveness. You've now received of the love of God into your life. Receive the whole package. Don't just get rid of the sin. Get filled with the love. Amen? Amen? He got rid of the debt, but he got filled with nothing. And because he got filled with nothing, he went out and he 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 acted just like who he shouldn't have been. Amen? He said, he said pay me everything you owe me. And then, he, he, first of all, he went and did his number one opportunity. Oh, there's a guy that owes you money. First opportunity to forgive. Right? God had just forgiven him, so he gave him the ability to forgive. So number one opportunity, there's a guy that owes you money. He goes over and says, give me my money. One opportunity missed. And then the guy says, have patience with me. He says exactly what he just said to his, servant, to his Lord. Opportunity number two, remember what just happened to you. Two opportunities to remember what had been done in his life and use and empower someone else with what he just got empowered with. And he skipped both of them. Amen? Amen? Skip both of them and said, throw him in jail. <laughs> Opportunity number three, shouldn't have thrown him in jail. That's where you were headed. Yeah. and Which is really kind of stupid. He was headed to the workhouse. He wanted him thrown in jail. How's he going to make money in jail to pay him back? Right. I don't know how it worked back in that day. but I, and Today, you ain't going to work enough in jail to pay anyone back. <laughs> Had him thrown in jail, the other, other servants saw it and went to, the, went to their Lord. And told what he did. You reckon God gets mad? Gets upset when he gives to us and sees us not giving out of what he's given? It's important for us to stay stirred up. Because the only time we'll, we'll forget to give is when we forget what we were given. Mary me say that. The only time we'll forget to give is when we forget what we were given. Amen? Let me say it different so you guys can receive it. The only time I ever forget to give is when I forget what I was given. So don't do that because I know you all never have. Okay? So don't be that way because every now and then I I catch myself not stirred up about the goodness of God in my life. Not stirred up about the forgiveness and love. Not stirred up about the peace and the joy. I want to get stirred up about the prosperity and bring me money. Get stirred up about that. That's great. But get stirred up about the love first. Yeah. Because that money without love is going to ruin you. Yes, yes, sir. Telling you. If I'd have got the money before I got the love, I'd be on the lake right now. I guarantee you. I'm being honest. If I'd have got the money before I got the love, I wouldn't be here. God's good to us, isn't He? The Lord was wroth with him, delivered him to the tormentors. Did he take away his forgiveness? No he never received it. God doesn't take away forgiveness but you do have to receive it. The man never received it it was a gift given in love. When he walked out he showed that he who was forgiven much didn't love much. therefore he wasn't forgiven much. He who's forgiven much loves much. that wasn't that wasn't and he who's forgiven lo, lo, much could love much. It's if you're truly forgiven much, if you truly in your heart have been forgiven much, you will love much. Amen? Amen? This man didn't love much. Jesus told this whole story to come to this one thing. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. What's he saying? This is a heart condition. This, is, this isn't a head condition. If if we're moved by our head, we'll see the guy that owes us. We'll see the guy that's messing up. We'll see the sinners. If we're moved by our heart, we'll see the sheep without a shepherd. Amen? If we're moved by our heart, we'll see those who need a Savior, not those who are going to hell in a handbasket. Amen? Amen. When we're moved by our heart, we'll remember who we were, but we'll, we'll forget who we were in lieu of who we are. And we'll begin to react out of the compassion that's in us and we'll begin to be the ones that, that had compassion on him and, and healed him, had compassion on him and forgave him, had compassion on them and fed him. We'll be the ones that are now acting in the compassion that was showed to us. Amen? Forgiveness is a powerful, powerful work of love. It was worked in your life. And it forgave you of your sins. It forgave you of your past. It forgave you of things that you didn't even know you would have done. It forgave you. And it stands ready to forgive all times. And in us, we have that ability. We have the ability, no matter what someone's done, well, they were family and they did this to me. Family don't do that. You know what? Family does sometimes and you've done it. Right? Well, you don't know what he said. He hurt my feelings. Your feelings aren't going to go with you. Your feelings are coming from here, not here. No, it really hurt my heart. No, it didn't. Your heart's full of the love of God, it keeps no record of wrongs. If we're going to be love children of a love God, and forgive, and walk, then we're going to have to become more like Jesus. We're going to have to become the ones that love much, who are forgiven much. We're going to have to remember every day when somebody comes to us with a problem, we don't go, wow, never heard that. That's a big problem. That's pretty huge. We shouldn't be surprised. Remember, they're but flesh. What's that mean? They're just like you. They needed a Savior, you needed a Savior, everyone needed a Savior. And through the blood of Jesus and through the love of God, we've received our forgiveness, now let's give it. Amen? Amen. And the way you give it is you don't hold things against people. Whether they're saved, unsaved, the, one, the forgiveness is always ready. Why is it always ready? Because somebody's always going to need it. Have you guys went through one day of your life where you didn't come across somebody you needed to forgive? Right? It may be a phone call that just perturbed you a little bit. Forgive them. Right? Here's our new model. Love much. Love much. Somebody irritates you. I'm going to love much. Somebody's upset all day. I'm going to love much. Huh? Somebody called me a name. I'm going to love much. They drove bad in front of me. I'm going to love much. Why? Because you were forgiven much. You don't know what they did. I'm going to love much. It doesn't matter. Love much. Why? Because you were forgiven much. As we remember what we were forgiven, we'll give out of that love. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. i got way too many more notes. We keep going for a long time. Thank You, Lord. I want to be like the Samaritan. It doesn't matter who's in the ditch. I want to pick them up. Amen? But the only way you can do that is without judgment, without condemnation. You can't sit there and say, well, you know why you're in the ditch, don't you? I mean, he could have easily just said, well, what were you doing on this road? You knew it was a bad road. There's robbers on it all the time. This isn't the first time this happened. And besides that, you're a Jew. Why should I care? You've been mean to my family all my life. My dad taught me to hate you. And his dad taught him to hate you too. Generational hate turned in an instant to generational love by the power of God. We have generational love. Why? Because it starts with our Father. It starts with our Father. We've we've switched camps. We now have the Father God. And we now live by the grace that was given us and the ability through that grace to love one another and to love others. Why? Because we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven. Hallelujah. You guys got a song?